Okay, welcome back to the podcast. Two pints of water and a packet of whey. The reason I'm acting more excitable than usual is because it has been a while since we've recorded one of these. So welcome back to the podcast. Apologies for not doing one sooner. Um, I'll let Dan explain why we haven't done one sooner because it's 100% Dan's fault. Um, so Dan, why don't you give us a little update? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'll say first half, I am probably the world's worst at replying to messages. Um, but in all fairness, if anyone knows the fitness industry, they know that usually January, February and pretty much all of March is like a PT's wet dream. It's like most busiest, busiest time of the year. It's like where everyone's like, oh, new year, new me. So, yeah, we both have been really busy. However, the last couple of weeks, it's me that's been pretty poor in replying, so I will hold my hands up to that. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of what I've been up to. Um, I guess probably the biggest announcement that I should probably put forth is, like, I have moved fully online now. Um, and I've t- taken my sweet time with it because I should have done it a while ago. But I still do, and even though I've left uh, face-to-face coaching, that doesn't mean to say I don't enjoy it. It's just not part of my plans at this particular stage of my life. And I've been doing, I have over 5,000 hours experience on the gym floor over the last eight, almost a decade, but probably even more, actually. I I don't know the exact number. I I would have most of my sessions done. I will count it one day. But um, yeah, it's just not part of my plans at the minute. Um, it's something that I, I will get back to, just not just now. Um, and yes, it's given me a little bit more um, freedom in terms of like not having to be at the gym at 6am. That doesn't mean to say that I sit in a laptop uh, on a beach in uh, Hawaii um, drinking mojitos because I can quite tell you I'm not and if you would see the recording right now you'll see that I'm in my room (laughs) on my laptop still in Aberdeen which is still one of the most rainiest places in the world and so it's not as lush as lavish as what everyone thinks I still have to do working hours like everyone else and I just have a lot more admin now and a lot more chasing up uh, people to do so that's kind of what I've been up to and I'll touch on a little bit of my training and things like that just now as well just whilst I'm Oh my. In fact, no. Matt, you tell us what you've been up to first. Okay, so since we last recorded a podcast, I've been in contest prep. So this is a competitive season for me, bodybuilding-wise. So I had a little chat with Andy, um, what would it have been, probably early December. Um, and this is when I was just sort of getting back into my upper body training after my shoulder injury last year. And I said to him, look, I want you to be totally honest with me. What do you think? And I sent him some pictures, as uh, bodybuilding people do. It might sound strange to people who aren't into the sport, but um, basically us bodybuilding people, we um, we look at each other pretty much naked with a bit of pant going on. And, um, and we tell each other what we think. So I sent Andy some pictures. Um, for those of you who don't know, Andy Scott is the guy who coaches me um, for comp- competitions. And, uh, and he said... Do you know what? You look better than I thought you would at this stage. Um, if you want to compete, you could. We could be ready by April. And I said, screw it. Let's just do it. I had no plans of competing this year. I had no plans to do well this year. Um, but that was the goal. Set out the goal and uh, been working towards it. Fast forward to now. Um, I'm in the deep depths of a diet. 
and I'm actually currently three weeks out this weekend from my first competition of the year. So the plan this year is to compete in, and I'm going to do something that I've never done before, back-to-back -back shows. So I'm going to compete in four, potentially five different competitions this year. Um, so my first one, as I say, is in three weeks on Sunday, and that is the PCA Manchester, which for those of you who don't know, is quite a massive competition in the UK. And it's, um, it's definitely going to be really, really highly competitive. So I know, I'll know after that competition where I stand. Um, the last time I competed, and every time before that, that I've competed, I've only ever competed in Scotland, in the national level. So going to a more British level in England is something that I've always wanted to do. It's a goal of mine that I've had for three, four years now. And I thought, why not just test myself? So, so that's the plan for the first show. And then the rest of the shows are all in Scotland after that. Um, so what have I been doing to answer your question? I've been getting ready for that. So training's been ramped up. Um, nutrition's been everything to the gram for the last few months. Um, I'm planning on doing a, an Instagram video today on this um, because I put up a story yesterday just asking to see if anyone would actually be interested in hearing about what we do because a lot of people that follow me actually know about me as a PT, but they don't know anything about bodybuilding or... and. Um, and people seem quite interested. I, I don't think it's that interesting, um, but people seem to ask me a lot of questions about it. So I'm doing a video later on if you want more detailed information about that. That'll be on my Instagram. Um, so yeah, that's the plan for this year. Do the shows. And then um, after that, I'll be treating myself to a cheeky holiday away in Dubai to chill out for a bit. Nice. So uh, aside from that, um, coaching as usual, I've actually got a very exciting course this weekend. Uh, myself and Craig that I work with are going down to Durham tomorrow. Um, so I'm doing a lot of travel in the next few weeks. <laughs> I'm driving down to Durham tomorrow to do Christian Thibodeau's Hypertrophy Weekend. So for those of you who haven't heard of Christian Thibodeau, he's a French-Canadian coach, strength coach, who's wrote so many articles over the years on strength training, hypertrophy protocols, advanced training techniques, Training beyond failure is kind of his specialty. Um, so very applicable to bodybuilding, very applicable to PT and coaching. Um, so I'm really, really excited to go and not only meet him, but take some golden nuggets, as me and you always say, Dan, from the, from the course. So I'm pumped for that this weekend. And uh, yeah, so I've got quite a lot of exciting stuff coming up, actually. Yeah, good. No, it's been good. In terms of uh, um, training and things, what I've been up to is um, I have done a little bit of a cut myself. Uh, I'm all pretty much down past the 90 kilo mark, which I've not been in a while. Um, I'm finally starting to see some form of, you know, if you want to call it, you know, tone coming through. My arms are getting a little bit more veinier because my body fat levels are dropping. Um, I'll probably push for another four or five kilos over the next couple of months. Um, however, I'm doing this very, very slowly. There's nothing aggressive about it. Um, I have done aggressive stuff before. I think they have their time in their place. They work, but again, it, it has a very specific time and place for them. I'm quite happy. Um, with the calories and everything I'm on um, because my training volume is very high, very, very high. I actually have pretty much been playing football at least three times a week, three, four times a week. 
which I never played football a day in my puff at school. Um, I did judo a lot. I did a little bit, a little bit of rugby. I actually did field hockey, but football was just not one of them because I was never one of the footballers. But now I really am throwing myself into, you know, I think one of the games is nine aside that we play at ASV, which is the, the sports village that we have up here. And uh, we play like a third of the pitch. Um, which is quite a lot of running. Um, and I've started really getting into more personal performance side of football, i.e. like tracking my distance that I've covered um, and trying to improve on that a lot. Uh, and I usually cover between sort of five and six miles a game because um, we play uh, 90 minutes as well. Um, so, yeah, so I want to make sure my output is always about the five mile mark that's just a personal thing for me it's not anything that i push on to anyone else uh, and then obviously i try and improve slowly at the the sort of roles and things i'm given i've started playing with a lot of guys that um all play for teams or used to play for highland league teams so they're really good at like commanding me and telling me what to do uh, and making me have like a more of a set position which is good because matt you'll know goals five aside it's just constant sprinting for an hour and uh, there isn't really much positional play um whereas like this especially on a saturday morning i'm told stick in the middle maybe drift off a little bit to the out wide to the left because i can get up and down the pitch really easily i'm not not like a speedy road runner i'm more meant like my endurance wise i can get up and down without really getting tired um so yeah that's kind of what i've been up to i've still been hitting the gym <clears throat> my gym volume has went down slightly. I always do three workouts, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I do a full body um, push, a full body pull, and then I sort of do a lower day um, just because I like training legs the most, which is probably something that you'll never hear really anyone say. Um, I like doing all of it. Yeah, you as well, Matt. Um, I'm working a lot on um, my squat technique. Uh, squatting in bare feet because I want to improve the strength in my feet and my shins and uh, yeah I, I can safely say I started actually I've joined a gym that has a sauna and a steam room and I started going to the sauna and steam sauna and steam room a bit more now as well and uh, it's a godsend like I love it I forgot how much I missed it so yeah that's pretty much what I've been up to I'm still doing judo still wrestling about I've got a first comp that isn't until the end of May I think it's like May 19th I was just about to ask about judo because obviously judo is a bit like bodybuilding because there's so many bodies in one place and it's actually physical contact. COVID just ruined it as a sport. Yeah. yeah. So like, May. Yeah, May 19th, I think. It's either May 19th or May 29th. I can't, I can't remember the exact date. Um, Where's the so, call? Uh, it is in Clyde. It's called like the, it's Clyde Open. <laughs> That's exactly what it's called, Clyde Open. Um, and my weight will need to be under 90 kilos, which I am at the minute anyway. So I'm fairly glad. Um, so I'll just be working on things like speed, a little bit of explosive power. Um, and then I'll assess my weight a little bit closer to the time because you either go in the under 90 kilo category or an under 81. And if my weight is like, 84 85 i'll probably look to drop at 81 for the day and then oh, yeah. come back up after because it's not really a smart idea to give away four or five kilos worth of weight <laughs> in a wrestling sport so that's the thing if you're if you're like if you're sitting at 85 
and you're fighting under 90, you're really fighting guys that are 92, 93 kilos. Yeah. And yeah. that's a lot. That's a lot at that level. Yeah. Um, and they're all taller than me as well. Like, I'm not particularly, yeah. like, short-ass, but, like, they're all a minimum of six foot in that category. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's a little update from us. Um, I guess the title of this podcast, we're not, we're not going to cover a topic today as such, but the title of this podcast is probably going to be something along the lines of update from your hosts, because mainly just because it's been so long since we actually did a, an, an episode. Um, so we thought we'd give you an update on us. Um, as for coaching, the PT industry in, in the country right now, um, I'm really, really glad that both of us have managed to stay as busy as we are. I mean, you know, Dan obviously been able to go fully online to credit to him and his business and how well he's doing. Um, and for myself and the other guys at CN, like we're so, so busy. Ever since we, we opened post lockdown, third lockdown or however many, I can't remember how many lockdowns we did now. Is it three? Yeah, no, I think it was two and then we had mass restrictions. Yeah, okay. So, um, so since the last lockdown, since gyms opened, the gym dependence day, we call them. Yeah. Um, since that happened, we've, all three of us in CN have just been fully booked ever since. I mean, I've taken on one client since August. Yeah. And it's just because people don't leave anymore, you know? And that's that's a good thing for us, obviously, because we want to be training the same people, seeing the progression of people. And also, I've just got, I keep saying this in the gym, it sounds really cheesy, but I've just got a really good bunch of clients right now. Mm. I know a lot of my clients will probably listen to this as well. Um, I've just got a really good bunch, a really good roster right now. And I would say of the time that I've been PTing. So I've been PTing for 10 years and this is the best roster of clients I've ever had. Not just for people that train hard, follow advice, adherence, all that stuff, but just good people as well. They're, they're a really loyal bunch. Um, so I've really got PT nailed down right now in a really good spot. I don't have any clients that cause me any problems. Um, and it's the same thing with my online PT work as well that I do on the side. Um, I've got a really good bunch of onlineers. Um, one of my goals, I think, one of the episodes, one of the Q and A's we did, Dan, we talked about our personal and our PT goals, um, our coaching goals, and one of mine was to put two or three people on stage this year. Um, so I've got two clients right now in prep for um, for shows. So hopefully I'll be able to get them to do well this year and um, look their best. So that's exciting for me personally. I had. Um, a few exciting clients so i've got one who's actually competing on the same day as me and he competes in brazilian jiu-jitsu so he's doing the nationals on april 17th i think it is Mm -hmm. um which is the same day i compete in mr scotland he's doing his scottish and uh so we're hoping that he can do well he's he's competing in lightweight and bjj um he's been making fantastic progress last couple of months so He's, he's competing very soon as well. Um, I've also had Austin that I've posted about on Instagram yeah. um, who completed the half marathon in Paris. Did you see that, Dan? I did. Absolutely awesome effort. I'm so, I'm so proud of Austin. Austin's a great client. He's a great guy as well. I really have a lot of time for him. And um, he's a guy, for example, just when we talk about coaching and how good it is and how much we enjoy it, people like him are the reason you enjoy coaching. Mm-hmm. Like Austin came to me, a guy that was probably by his own admission, not really doing anything fitness yeah. and health-wise. He was just kind of floating. Yeah. And uh, we nailed down his nutrition as a start point, got him to tighten up a little bit, lose a bit of body fat, and got him training. 
started to get him stronger. And then just on his own, with no influence from me whatsoever, he started running. And him running led to him getting fitter, leaner. Um, the training that he was doing with me was getting stronger. And he just took a real liking to running. He's an offshore guy. So when he goes away, as you probably have a few clients over the years as well, Dan, they don't have a lot to do apart from go to the gym. Um, so it's kind of a good time to take up a hobby. And one of the things Austin did was took up running. And he got really into it, realized that he's actually pretty good at it, worked hard at it. Two years down the line, he's completed the Paris Half Marathon, which is no mean feat, by the way. And uh, he did it in an hour and 22 minutes, which, like I said on Instagram, is a great achievement. It's honestly such a good achievement. And anyone who's run for a bus or any further knows that that is a fast time for a half marathon. And to do it when you're not very experienced and given the fact he's only actually been training for two years, I think is exceptional. Let me let you into a little secret on that because that time is, to me is is mind-blowing. I have done two marathons and I've done five half marathons, right? Now, I'm happy that the book is closed on marathons. I'm happy with that. My first ever one was four hours 12 um, and I did very little actual long distance running training for it just because A, I was undereducated and B, I was young and I thought it was really big balls uh, and I didn't really have that much time. I took it on six weeks notice. Um, which was stupid, by the way. Never, ever do that. Two, my second one, I got four hours 32 minutes. Um, so I was almost half an hour longer. Um, and I actually trained properly for that one. So that should give you a little bit of context. Um, but my half marathon is something I've been trying to perfect. My PB is 146. My ambition is kind of the reason I remember I kind of told you I've been tracking my output performance in football. I've also been running as well. Um, I've been doing, I'm going to be doing a half marathon. I haven't picked one yet because I want to do one in a hot country. That's the God's honest truth about it. I want to do one in Barcelona or um, somewhere, somewhere with a bit of heat because I perform better in the heat. Uh, and I want to break the one hour 40 mark which I think is a mass achievement. But to get 122 on your first one, amazing. And when you, when you want to do a half marathon, Dan, are you talking this year? Or are you talking? Yeah. 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 And would you sort of make it like a mini holiday out of it, like a city break as well if you're going abroad? Yeah, definitely. I would make it on the first day uh, and then stay three or four days after. Because like a, a half marathon for me, Yes, don't get me wrong, it is very difficult, and that's not what I'm saying. But the difference between doing a half marathon and a full is half marathon, you are more um, able to recover a bit quicker and do stuff the next day, whereas after my marathons, I was broken. Like, home, couldn't get out of bed for the first time. I was five days in bed because I had my hip flexors just couldn't move. It's just such a trauma to the body running the marathon, isn't it? I mean, I'm speaking as someone who's never done one, and I always want to preface that. I've never actually done a marathon, but um, I know I know muscle soreness, and I understand how the human body works. And, um, and yeah, the last thing you want to do is do 30,000 steps around a city break after running the marathon, for sure. Yeah. Especially if it's your first one, your body's pretty much traumatized and shock from it, you know? Yeah. Because, um, well, like, I, I'm not going to lie to you, like, 
I had done a half marathon before I did my first full. So I kind of knew I had 13 miles in the bag. And then I was like, well, I've just got to do it times two. So my biomechanics, I ran pretty well till mile 15. Like my um, stride length was perfect. Um, I wasn't, uh, you know, pounding the pavements too hard. Um, my shoulders were set at a right height. My knee was coming up uh, more towards my hips. I was driving my foot into the floor rather than trying to lift my leg higher. All this sort of stuff. After a mile 15, biomechanics went out the window and I ran like I was a sl- How can I put this? Like I was kind of slogging around, um, dragging my heels. I was pounding the pavements quite hard. Um, yeah, it wasn't pretty. Um, so therefore, my body paid the price for it. 11 miles of running with not good technique. Yeah, trying to, trying to take a pound. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was, was a wee tangent off Austin as a client. Um, but the, the reason I brought that up is because... Um, you know, we always talk about what's our coaching goals and what we want from our clients, the enjoyment we get out of our job. And I think that's quite an important part of this podcast because we talk about it quite a lot. So that's kind of what I have going on client-wise. I've got a few exciting clients this year that are doing uh, really cool things. Um, and, you know, you're the same as me, Dan. We get such a kick out of our clients achieving things. I've also got um, one of my clients um, who's doing a long-distance cycle, which is something different. Um, yeah. So Aaron, my client Aaron's doing a long distance cycle. He's doing it for charity. Um, I can't remember his exact route. I'll need to ask him and mention it on a, on a follow-up podcast. Um, but it's basically like the North Coast 500 um, sort of thing. But I can't remember sort of which way he's doing it or where he starts from and all that kind of stuff. I, don't, I can't remember the details of it. Um, but he's plugging away with his training for that. He listens to this as well, so he's probably going to hear this. Yeah. as a little shout out. Um, so I'm excited for him too. Excited for him too. It's something different for him. He's never done anything like that before. Um, and I've got a couple of other clients doing things. I've got a couple of other clients just doing their first 10K this year, which is always exciting. I mean, it's a great first step in stone. It's a great motivator just entering a race. I always say that to people. If you're, if you're kind of getting into running and you're into your weight training already, you've already nailed down nutrition, it's good to just enter a competition or enter a race and have a date because then you've got a strong motivator you've got something that keeps you accountable and you've got something to get excited towards like that's what i say about the shows i get excited the closer i get to the shows yeah i feel like crap sometimes because i'm dieting really hard yeah my energy levels are crap yeah sleep's rubbish but i've got that motivation because i've got that date in mind yeah and i think if you're running aimlessly if you're just doing like a 5k every other day or you're going for a morning 10K, for example, and you're not really tracking it, you're not really working hard on it, mm-hmm. it, it, can, it can get really easy to stop improving. Whereas if you've got a race in mind and you've got a time, you know, a goal time that you want to hit in that race for May 17th or whatever it is, then you've got something to aim for. You've got a target and it motivates you every day to get out of bed and go and do it. Yeah. Um, so I always encourage clients or anyone listening to this, anyone that asks me for advice, I would encourage you to do that. Pick a date. If you're, if you're thinking about doing a 10K, book one for far away. You know, book one for the tail end of the season and yeah. just work towards it now. And uh, I guarantee you'll feel more motivated with your training. It's also something to get, you know, your other half involved with or your, you know, people around you. Get your mates to come and watch you. Like, for example, I'm competing in Aberdeen this year, which doesn't happen very often. 
and uh, and I've got quite a lot of people coming to watch, mm-hmm. and it motivates the absolute shit out of me knowing that you guys are coming to watch, yeah. and you know you'll all be cheering, and it's just like a great atmosphere. People will feel motivated. You know, my clients that are going to come are going to feel motivated after going to a bodybuilding competition, yeah. and um, it's just a good environment to put yourself in and those around you as well, um, when you have something to actually aim for, yeah. rather than just say, it's like the classic, we've talked about this before, it's like the classic, I want to lose weight. Okay, how much weight do you want to lose? Be specific with it. Yeah. When do you want to lose it by? What's your target date in mind? Mm-hmm. You know, There's a vast difference between wanting to lose weight and someone who wants to lose eight kilos for their wedding day. Yeah. The person who wants to lose eight kilos for their wedding day versus the person who wants to get a little bit leaner has a completely different level of motivation and they're going to knuckle down sooner and harder when it comes to crunch time. They're going to make better decisions because they've got that date in mind, because they've got that specific goal and they've got something to directly, acutely work towards. And also, the, the, they're going to be a little bit more urgent with things as well. The, the thing I kind of stress to people is that like everyone that comes to me usually wants some form of quick fix but are never really willing to slap a date on things either. So, for example, you know, they're like, oh, I just want to lose weight uh, in the quickest way possible. And I go, well, let's pick a date in 12 weeks' time and let's settle these goals, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, well, maybe 12 weeks is not achievable for me to do this. And I'm a bit like, well, you've told me you want to do it quickly, and now I'm giving you a time frame. Which is it? So we're trying to tell you two set dates doesn't have to be 12 weeks that just as, as a number i just picked clear out my skull could be 16 weeks 24 weeks you know some people do like taking their time i just told matt before this that um i'm doing this cut i'm below my weight category cut but i'm doing i'm still cutting um i feel better when i do it my performance is good my calories are not aggressive and i'm taking my time doing it because that's the way i want to do it just now I've done the aggressive stuff. It works. It has its time and place. That time and place is not just now, though. So slap a date on it, and it'll just give you that little reminder when you wake up in the morning. Okay, eight weeks to go. Okay, seven weeks to go. Okay, six, so on and so forth. Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. So what we're going to be doing in future podcasts anyway is we're going to be doing our usual of picking a topic and. and going over something that's in detail. So for those of you who regularly listen to our podcast and you're keen listeners, feel free to message us things that you want us to cover. Um, me and Dan are very open-minded to what we talk about in the podcast. Anything goes pretty much. Um, people often say to me, and I think as you, um, to you as well, Dan, that they want us to talk more about our own journeys and our own training and stuff. So we will do more of that moving forward. That's kind of what today has been already, but um, we also want to cover different topics that, that sort of reach out to as many people as we can. So um, we're probably going to get Clara back on at some point and talk about binge eating because I think that's a really relevant topic always and it's something that we can go more into. Um, Clara has recently been doing a lot of stuff on exercise psychology, which is her job. Um, and she's been posting some really interesting things about psychology behind eating. And I think it's it's something that me and Dan know about and we treat with clients, we treat, we've treated with ourselves even. Um, you know, we've talked about that from our, from our own point of view, but it's something that she knows the jargon of a little bit better than we do. So I think we could get her on and talk about that. So that's an idea for the future podcast episodes. 
Um, we have a couple of other ideas as well that we're going to do, and we'll also do semi-regular Q&As as well. So if you have any topics in mind that you want us to cover, like an entire episode on, for example, um, just let us know, and we'll be happy to cover it in as much detail as we can. If it's something we don't know a lot about, we'll either look into it and find out about it, or we'll get an, a guest on who's an expert on the topic, which is kind of what we've done in the past with, uh, with certain things. Yeah, I mean, I guess probably the main thing that we're trying to put across here is we want to provide value for you. Um, and whether that be a guest speaker, us doing our own research, you want to know more about our own journeys, um, then, yeah, that's what we'll do. Um, as Matt kind of said, you know, something like binge eating, we maybe just don't know all the technical terms and names and you know know the in-depth scientific research behind it that doesn't mean to say that we don't know about it um and we haven't dealt with people that's had it before it just means that we can't put names on things as all which is why we'll get an expert to do that for us uh, and we'll do that with other topics too with regards to sharing our own journey um i'll be as transparent and as honest as possible um if you want to hear how I, in the last three, four years, have went from like 124 kilos down to as low as 78 kilos. What I did, my mistakes, um, my successes, you know, I've made 101 mistakes so that I can talk about it so you guys don't have to. Um, I will quite easily do an episode on that. Um, Matt's just a way to do five shows back to back. He can talk about how he's prepared for this mentally, physically. If you want to know every gram of everything that he's tracked, we will do this. We particularly, well, I don't know, like we say it's not interesting, but you know, it kind of is because there is going to be somebody out there that is in my position that maybe is 124 kilos and wants to get down in weight. And there maybe is somebody that wants to maybe start bodybuilding or is a little bit more into prep and wants to know a little bit more about Matt's journey. You know, we both have 10 years experience minimum each uh, in the health and fitness industry. We have so much rubbish that we could talk about. Hacks. I don't really like saying that word, actually, but um, things we could go over, personal things. I don't say hacks, mate. I did hack squat yesterday. And it's given me giving me a cold shiver down my spine. Honestly, I've got quad doms from hell today. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean we can talk about anything. I have my full arm bicep reconstructed out of bits out of my leg. So anyone that's going through an injury, if you want to know how I built myself up confidence wise to get back to full-time wrestling, just ask, we will, we will start putting out this sort of stuff because we do need to share a lot more. I agree. Um, because when I speak to you guys, most of the feedback I get is they, they, they want to hear a little bit more about us as well. So, yeah i think you know me and dan aren't necessarily the most egotistical people so maybe we maybe find it easier to talk about things that aren't ourselves which is just our nature really um yeah. but we're happy to do so i mean i always say to people like you know me and dan are quite similar we're an open book when it comes to answering questions about us so if anyone wants to know anything or um more information detail about what we do or um what we've done in the past and you know we'd both be happy to talk about it um but no i think that's fine for today dan wrap up yeah. there I am pretty happy with that. Right, thanks very much for listening. As always, um, you can message us on both our Instagram handles, which you should know by now. And, and yeah, we'll see you on the flip side for another episode of Two Pints of War and a Packet Away.